morning. Good morning, church. Do you hear an echo, 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 echo? I'll tell you, uh, it's pretty exciting. You walk in, and there's so many things different now. Uh, our, our, uh, our new chairs are in, and... Uh, hope you enjoy those. Yeah, I hope you enjoy them. And, and look, uh, you can still uh, buy one or 12. And so we start, decided just to go with the kind of old antique concrete used look. And where I come from now, this would be done. Oh, this is Arkansas fancy is what we call this. <laughs> We, sure. we still got a little more to go. And I came in early this week, Mike, and, of course, there was nothing here. The guys were, you know, polishing the floor, and it took me back. I was 13 years old the last time I saw this room empty uh, completely. So that, And that's a long time ago because I'm getting really old. So <laughs> it just uh, it makes me appreciate uh, everything that we've done here, all the great people. I still remember that first service we had in this room. And, and like you said, Mike, and we saw the fuse come and we saw the we fuse saw go. We saw the fuse come there and go. go. And if this is the quality of chair, I think I can hang on to see these come and go. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but maybe. But I'll tell you what, it's exciting, exciting to have everybody together. Uh, <clears throat> and look, uh, you're blessed. Uh, I know it's a challenge. By the way, I just want to shout out a thank you for this particular room and the sound people because do you know what a challenge it is when in an empty room with concrete floor to try to get all that kind of thing going on right? Do you? No, because you can't understand me. Right? Do you, or do you? Yeah, you do. Okay. You got me. Yes, yes, yes. We do, do, do. do. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, and Chris, thanks for the announcements. Wow. I've That's never, the biggest she's ever been. I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, she was really big up on the thing. <laughs> and, you know, we used to say that the CH was actually Chris's youth camp for years. And so uh, Chris has been a part of that for a very long time, including our era oh, yeah. as well. He still continues to do a lot of great ministry. That's one of the things uh, about, uh, as we finish up the book of Acts, we're really, uh, you know, there's 28 chapters. We kind of called this Sunday Acts 29. That's right. In other words, the church continues, right? And so part of that continuation is what we do uh, in spreading the gospel out to our uh, country and our generation and all around the world and so and the activities that go along with that. And I have to give a shout out to the live stream office to Captain Kirk up in Ohio uh, because he has actually started because of he's been inspired by our study in Acts as well as our podcast to start an Acts 29 ministry in Ohio for his community. And so that's that's what the gospel does. It goes out. Right. And that we started with that. Remember back in Acts chapter one, the idea was is that the Holy Spirit would empower us. And then right there in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth, the gospel would go out and the flame would go out. And it's still going all these years later. You know, one of the things that they did uh, uh, as we studied the book of Acts, if any of you saw, <clears throat> was not only evangelism took place, but discipleship took place. And as discipleship took place and uh, uh, the need then to shepherd God's people uh, became obvious, and so, matter of fact, in the very first Acts 1, they replaced a leader uh, there among the apostles, and then the, Paul and them, as they're traveling, start uh, setting elders in every congregation along the missionary journeys of places they've been, and that still happens in churches today, and so that happens with us. Uh, uh, we, we have a need for more elders and more shepherds, and so we've been honored, to, Al and I have both been honored to to serve as uh, elders here, uh, I, I don't know how many years, uh, but some years. Bunch. Do you remember what year? Uh, you don't remember. 
Okay. Well, more than ten. You're as bad as me. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we do uh, uh, we do have been praying. Matter of fact, before the pandemic, even I think Tommy had given us a lesson about shepherds, and we've been praying about guys and and uh, two particular guys that we've been visiting with. And how you want to introduce? So uh, yeah, we wanted to uh, present a couple of families to you today. Uh, for, we want you praying about uh, these families before they are installed here as as elders. Uh, and we're excited because we didn't realize it's been eight years. Uh, since we've added elders to our eldership, and we know to continue to grow and impact around the world, you have to have strong leadership. That's why Paul would go through those cities, and he and Barnabas would appoint those elders. Uh, Tommy and Christy Barker uh, and, and their family uh, are one of them. Tommy's name, of course, has come up for quite a while, a great man of leadership and integrity, as well as Mike and Missy Williams and their family as well. So we want to offer up a prayer for these guys today for our church, and we want to challenge you guys to be praying the next two weeks, not just for them and their leadership that they're going to provide for this church, but also that as God uses us, we will continue to raise up those leaders, those servants, right here out of our own number, and really now around the world because of our impact we have because of live stream. Let's pray. Father, I'm just grateful for Tommy and Christy, our long relationship, their commitment to our church. And for Mike and Missy, Father, in the time we were able to spend both learning God's Word together all the way through to now discipling and teaching so many people. I'm grateful for serving hearts, and I thank you for these families. I pray you bless them and continue to bless us as we live to be leaders here at WFR. We love you, Father. We thank you for Jesus most of all. In his name we pray. Amen. So we have our scripture reader. If uh, she will come up here. This is Lily Poole. Come on up, Lily. Lily is the daughter of uh, Derek and Christina Poole, some of our WFR One Kingdom team, and she is ready to lay the word on us. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5:16. Woo! That's another great blessing of being a part of this church for so long. I think about her grandfather and now third generation people able to share God's word. What a blessing. Mm, what a great, great blessing. And that, uh, that verse is really right on target, right? Uh, let your light shine before others. Uh, one of the things that happened in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, as they went out sharing the gospel and being examples uh, to the, the con- uh, communities around them, the light did shine. The church did grow. And as a result, more needs get discovered. There's a lot of brokenness in the world during this time. A lot of brokenness in our world, right? And yet, so that just creates the need for God's kingdom to be active in the community and helping other people. And so just like we said in that Acts chapter 1 and verse 9 launch, that's who we've always been here at WFR. Whether it's our missions or, you know, We Care or Radio or WFR Relief, all the organizations that are now under one head called One Kingdom. The idea is, is we impact our local community, but then we also go out to our region, to the state of Louisiana, to the United States of America, to the entire world with the gospel message and to be able to teach and to be able to teach them to command everything that Jesus has commanded us, right? That's our, that's our charter, and it always has been. And the Holy Spirit is what empowers that. And so Acts has been about stories. Not only the stories from 2,000 years ago, but we've told many stories 
of life change right here, of life change around the country, of impact that we've had. And today, uh, we have another fantastic story. And so we're going to ask Ryan to come up and share with us uh, another great story of life change. How y'all doing? I'm going to tell you something. I am fired up to be here today. Um, I got to I got to apologize. My man D Max in the crowd today. I, I, we, me and him, just got off a men's retreat, and I'm just like I'm up here. So if you forgive me if I'm just like ready to tear the roof off this place, because we're in the presence of the Almighty. Are we not? We're in the presence of the Almighty, our Creator. And every Sunday, every day, uh, when we're with we're with the community of believers, we should be celebrating. And so that's what today is. Today is a celebration. Back in August of last year, I don't have to tell you the story because we all lived it. Hurricane Laura came through. And I can remember we were tracking the storm, as we normally do with a storm like that, and trying to anticipate when it was going to hit, where it was going to hit. And uh, uh, we, we saw that it was, it was creeping up on Lake Charles and the, the South Louisiana area. So we started making preparations uh, to help. We, uh, I can remember being in Academy Sports with Sean Tonages. We were, we were buying some gear and getting our, our supplies ready to go. He was getting the boat ready because this was a situation in South Louisiana when the hurricane hits. It's not just winds. We're talking about floods. So he was getting the boat ready. We were getting all of our stuff packed up, and we were going to leave uh, very early in the morning uh, to start, prep, to, to start our, our relief work, which actually for that we were starting with rescue, search and rescue before we could go into the, to the other stages. But then we kept a look at the track of the storm and we realized something else. It was coming here. And as you, many of you know, all of you know really, it hit Lake Charles as a Category 4 hurricane, 150 mile per hour winds, just unprecedented, and then continued on a path into northeast Louisiana and it hit our area as a Category 1 Hurricane, just unprecedented. We've never seen a Category 1 hurricane this far north. And, you know, Romans 8.28, right? God uses all things for his glory. This church, this community rallied around each other and for the glory of God made an impact on our community. You can see a lot of the red shirts today. You can see a lot of the guys that we, we every every day we met. We met out here and, and prepped and then, and then went down cutting trees, removing debris, and, and doing so much work to try to, to restore this community back to where it was. So before we could even go down to Lake Charles, we were still dealing with our own community, right? Well, there was still work to be done in Lake Charles. We connected with, with our friend E.T. Browning. Uh, and E.T. and his wife Jeannie, they, um, they passed her over a church in, in Moss Bluff, which is just... Uh, north of Lake Charles. And Mike Kellett had a relationship with E.T. He said, let me call my old friend E.T. and see how they were doing. And they were doing well. They had a little bit of um, challenge to their house, but they, were, they weren't even worried about their own place. They were saying, hey, we gotta, we got to help our community. And we said, how can we help? And we connected with them. We connected with the Enterprise Boulevard Church of Christ in Lake Charles. But there was another area that had been a little bit overlooked. And we connected with Jerry Ardwine who's a preaching minister over the Mill Street Church of Christ. In a, in a, in a tough area, in a, in a predominantly uh, a poorer area, and, 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 and a lot of the help had been overlooked in that area and been sent to other places. We said, well, this is where we want to be. 
And we connected with Jerry. We met with him. We met with their church. A lot of church members had, 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 had evacuated and had to go. And we, we, wanted, we wanted to help, especially those that had stayed through. And so we, with, with his help, he kind of directed us. And, and let me tell you something. One of the most unique projects that this church, this One Kingdom ministry has ever been a part of was born. And it's not anything that we did. It's not anything that you guys did. It was all Holy Spirit-led. He, he, he led us, and we connected with our new friend, Ms. Marilyn Smith. And I don't want to spoil it because we're going to share a story here in a second. But I'm going to tell you, God was glorified. And this church, this ministry, our relief ministry has been around since 1981. And it's because of members like you guys. You may not even realize the impact that you made on that community. But I want you to take a look at this video and see the impact that you guys had a part of glorifying our creator and our almighty God in heaven. Take a look at this. First, we get that notice on the TV. Everybody needed to go. <laughs> and my daughter was living in Alexandria, so we went to her apartment. We finally got electricity. They were coming to turn it on, but before they could get here, Hurricane Delta showed up. I guess to show me, I ain't ready for you to get in here yet. <laughs> and then once we got in here, wow, it was a mess. <laughs> On August 26, 2020, Hurricane Laura made landfall in Lake Charles as a Category 4 hurricane with wind speeds up to 150 miles per hour. Just a little over a month later, in early October, Hurricane Delta hit the same area. Many residents were forced to evacuate, and when they returned, they came back to their homes devastated by the storm. Chad and Carly Jean Brannon, owner of an online clothing boutique, Carly Jean Los Angeles, saw the devastation, and wanted to help. Each year, they host a give-back weekend in which a portion of their sales goes to a good cause. This year, they partnered with One Kingdom to help hurricane storm survivors. This give-back weekend raised over $40,000. And Carly Jean, along with her husband Chad, were so moved by the efforts, they personally rounded up the donations to an even 50000 We spoke with Corey Robertson, who was our connection to Carly Jean, and together we decided to help one family in a big way. We contacted our One Kingdom partner in Lake Charles, E.T. Browning. We were asked to find somebody in this area that really would be the right person to help. So we contacted a congregation an elder that we knew at the Mill Street Church of Christ in North Lake Charles and asked him, and he and his wife prayed about it for about two days, who would be the right person, you know, who would God, who would use this blessing for. And they picked Miss Marilyn Smith. Miss Marilyn didn't have any hurricane insurance. Not only that, her yard was too small to have a FEMA trailer, so she was left without any support. So with our partnership with CGLA, God allowed One Kingdom to come in here and offer Miss Marilyn a change. Miss Marilyn's home was hit hard by Hurricane Laura. Her roof was severely damaged by the wind, and tree falls had punctured several holes in the ceiling. 
In the aftermath of the storm, mold had started to form in her air ducts, and water damage had ruined the floors. We sent one Kingdom Relief Team leader, Mark Robbins, to assess the house. We're on the roof now. This is what had caused 90% of the trouble inside with all the water damage. They lost all the wind turbines, shingles. We placed all the decking on this side, half of this side. And on the other far side, we had to replace some more decking also. Now the roof has an all-new drip edge, and we put a ice and water shield on it. So if there's another storm, they'll have no issues with water. We got to start here with the crew. They're going to install kitchen cabinets. Uh, we had probably 25 sheets of sheathing on the roof that we had to replace, and this is one of the areas that the sheetrock uh, had to be replaced for water damage that came in from the roof. And the crews are now painting the walls. to the master bedroom now. Uh, water was coming through the ceiling fan after losing the wind turbines and the shingles up top. So we repaired all the ceilings in here. All the water came in. New countertops, toilets, shower, uh, baseboards, and um, should be back up and normal pretty soon here. Thank God all the volunteers here here to help us. We would not have been able to do it without everybody's help. One of the cool things about this is that other than a couple end tables, everything in this house is brand new. She did not know that she was going to get new furniture. I mean, there's a brand new TV, all the, uh, the entertainment center here. All of that is brand new. You know, of course, the, the flooring, the walls have been painted. Uh, and that's really one of the things that, that really excites us is she's really walking in, not just to a brand new house, a brand new home. fix the roof and some of the sheetrock, you know, that was falling. That's all I anticipated. Y'all y'all went about three more steps. Oh. <laughs> oh, and then this fans so you can access all the You don't have to get on your hands and knees. <laughs> and it has ice and water. It works. Ooh, and food in it. <laughs> wow, Maytag. Oh, my Lord. Oh, this is so nice. You have a clean patio and patio furniture. Your roof doesn't leak on the back anymore. Which oh. one? The top one? This looks like a new house. <laughs> oh, that's right. My coffee. And you have a, you have a brand new crew. Uh, 
the glass plate. This is going to be Kai's ring. Oh, he got a split of it. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that, that's a wonderful idea. I got a television in here, too. This is, this is your quiet place. Oh, well, I can do the latest Bible class. You can do your latest Bible class here. <laughs> and your shower's fixed. You don't have to step up in to get in it. My step zone. <laughs> the amazing thing about this whole thing is it's been really, really, really a positive experience because people, all cultures, diverse people, whatever, it doesn't matter, have come together to show love and help each other. And the One Kingdom effort is a perfect example of that. And we love and appreciate you guys for doing that. Thank you so much. I definitely feel love. And it's Christian love. So I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. In behalf of me and my family, it's it's just a wonderful thing that y'all are doing, and I wish I had the health to help y'all work on other projects, but I haven't got there yet. I got two new knees, but I they ain't there yet. <laughs> Sounds like you were a giving person before, so it was great. I tried for my neighbors and stuff. I tried. It was great for us to be able to give to you for a change. Thank you. Thank you so much. As this project comes to a close, we want to thank so many people. First and foremost, we want to thank Carly Jean Los Angeles and everybody that participated in the Give Back Weekend. We also want to thank Corey Robertson, who, who dared to dream big with us on, on, on this project. We want to thank our team leaders, Mark Robbins, Sean Tonages, Rick and Deanne Cole, uh, Mark Robbins especially, who who came here in January and lived in Lake Charles just down the road so that he could be here every day to work on this project. We also want to thank E.T. and Jeannie Browning who connected us here and then along with Mark Robbins spent every day here in Miss Marilyn's house. Most of all we want to thank God. He's the one who drives our mission. He's the one who gives us our purpose and our life together uh, and this is who we do it for. While Miss Marilyn will ultimately get the blessing we want the glory to go to God himself. And, and we want the neighborhood around to see the power and the love and the grace of God and his people when we all come together. When they come to the house, they're going to wonder why I don't go nowhere anymore. So <laughs> it's y'all fault. <laughs>
I've seen that video like ten times, and I don't know. I'm going to read you something. You know, we started this study in Acts many weeks ago. You know, the title of the sermon today is technically Acts 29. The church continues on. But I want to go back to the beginning of Acts. Read a verse that many of you are familiar with. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. I'm filled with awe right now. Everyone was filled with awe with the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. My favorite part of that verse was verse 44. That passage, verse 44. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. You know, you can look around the room. And you can look at all the differences that we have with each other. Look at the many ways that we act differently, our different walks of life, our different vocations, age, race, gender. Got all these things that we want to make ourselves different from each other. But this verse says they had everything in common. Because the blood of Jesus is everything. Jesus Christ is everything. The gospel is everything. That's what they had in common. And they were together on that. In a world so filled with division, the enemy is trying to tear us all apart. And we keep looking at all the ways that we're different, whether it's our race, whether it's our politics. It, we're trying to separate ourselves and, and create, create different identities for each other when all of our identities is sons and daughters of the king. So I'm sorry if I'm emotional. I'm super tired. It's probably a factor. Got like three hours sleep in three days. But I'm filled with awe at how great our God is. How awesome is our God? We've got a surprise for you today. If you don't already know it, some of you in this room may already know, but we've got a surprise for you. Miss Marilyn and her family are here today, along with E.T. and Jeannie Browning. And I would like to invite her and her family. E.T. and Jeannie, our One Kingdom staff, and, all, and, and our, our, our volunteers to the stage right now, if you don't mind. 
While they're doing that, I want to tell you, we had so many volunteers that went down to Lake Charles. If you notice in that video, you saw a lot of familiar faces, didn't you? You saw a lot of familiar faces. So I'm going to ask right now as they're making their way to the stage, I ask that if you volunteered or if you donated in any way, And I'm talking to you guys in the Fellowship Center. I know that there are some volunteers in the Fellowship Center over there. Stand up. Join us in solidarity here. There she is. Hey, girl. Thank everybody that contributed and prayed for the people in Lake Charles. After they worked on the house, so many people came by wanting to know what church, what organization, what do they believe in? You don't know how it is a testimony of your faith that you did what you did. To much is given, much is required. Thank you. Amen. Yes, praise God. Praise God. He gets all the glory, all the honor. And somehow we get the blessings. (laughs) I'm so thankful to be a part of a community of believers that has everything in common. And that, that believes, not only believes, but practices what they believe. Um, we want to have a prayer over your family, Miss Marilyn. We're so thankful that we got to know you over these last several months. When we first met, you had spent some time in West Monroe, and, has, and you've been to White's Ferry Road. The, the long time ago, long time ago. But she said, I, was, I, I went to your church one time. It was like, we're all connected, but we're connected by the blood of Jesus. And, and, and that's what we want to celebrate. That's why today is a celebration. Uh, this is not a pat on the back to White's Ferry Road Church. It's not a pat on the back to one kingdom. It's a celebration of the glory of God. And that's why we're here today. So. Are we going to have a prayer? Father, we, um, I think you've blessed us at this congregation to really understand um, restoration and recovery. And it takes all kind of forms. Um, we don't plan it or orchestrate it. We just take um, our direction from you. But you have, um, through your grace and mercy and glory, have taught us that you are in the rebuilding business. Um, our homes, our lives, more than anything, Father, you've recovered our, our hearts and our souls from the 
misery that we were all in at one time. Our lives look much worse than this house did or, or the city that was hit with a storm because we've all faced storms of some sort. You've delivered us, and you are delivering us, and you will continue to deliver us and rebuild us. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to rebuild this home, this house. Father, I thank you that you put Marilyn in our lives and her daughter, her beautiful daughter and her, her exceptional grandson. Thank you for E.T. and Jeannie, I th- the work that they've done all their lives for you and continue to do. Father, um, we are one kingdom, and we're yours. That's all we want. We want to submit ourselves to you in whatever way you see fit. And we pray that you'll give us the courage, the endurance, the wisdom, all the things we need to be able to make that happen in your name. In your name, we want to do this, and in your name, we want to praise you. With every ounce of our lives, every gift, every deed, every work that we're able to do is in Jesus' name. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, I purposely didn't watch the video until this morning uh, because I wanted to be impacted just as you were. And while I'm sitting over there bawling my eyes out, I thought that was a mistake. But then Ryan proved that we were going to cry anyway. It is okay. Um, a couple of things jumped out to me. One was the fact that this family worshiped God in both devastation and blessing. I love that when they were singing. And that's what we do, right? We give God the glory no matter what. And the second thing is, I I thought to myself, there's so many different ways when you love one another to change people's lives. That's what we saw. Someone's life changed because of love. I don't know a hammer from an anvil. I can't do anything constructive at all. Lisa will tell you that. I call people. That's what I do. And yet I, I watched my brothers and my sisters who have abilities to change lives working together for the gospel. That's what that is. That's why it, it changes people to see that. That storm came through and destroyed in such a short amount of time. But look what it takes to go and rebuild and love. And that's what we see around our country now, right? People love to tear stuff up, burn stuff down. But the love of Christ comes in and rebuilds and changes for the good. And so that was an impact to me. Thank you, Marilyn, and your family for the blessing mm-hmm. you were to me today. Yes. And, you know, uh, I was thinking about the same thing, how, how quickly things can be, get destroyed, either by man's choice or by the choice of nature sometimes. And yet how, 
it's such a long effort to put things back together. The difference is, out in the world, people destroy things out of emotional response because they don't like something. The church, they're the ones that step in and help people rebuild. We don't respond to devastation and disasters uh, that we see around us like the world responds. And we never can. God's people doesn't do that. Instead, we have to be the ones that step into our society, our culture, and into the lives of people that have brokenness, which we've all had and come out of, right? And, uh, and get an opportunity to serve out of the very fact that we're, we're just, I'm just grateful for the grace of God that he rescued me. So why wouldn't I want to be on board of helping rescue people spiritually, physically, emotionally, every way that I possibly can? So what a blessing it is. Uh, it's always uh, a blessing to be a part of the relief effort. Uh, uh, remember one of the first ones we went in, Al, uh, first time into Katrina? Uh, we drove around the city. We prayed. And out of that, eventually a congregation was started. And other, uh, uh, what was that one we went in with Don at the time? What was that? That was a hurricane that had hit in central Louisiana, New Iberia. New I think Iberia. it was Andrew, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we drove through town, and I said, Don, this is not the way to the church. He said, no, we're not going straight to the church. I said, where are we going? He said, we're driving around town. The mayor's going to be out there. We're going around the square. I said, why? We don't show off. I mean, we're not there to people to see. He said, no. We're giving people hope. We want them to know they're not in this thing alone. And he said, that's the best thing we give. It's not all the work that happens. That's a blessing. But when you give people hope, you really know you're on target with the hope of the gospel and love in action. And that's what these guys have been all about. And so it's an honor to serve these kind of folks. But the church is about change. New Testament, things were changing. Acts, the church is going along. Its lives are being changed. And... Uh, you're seeing the testimony of people. And as Acts continues in our life, as the church continues to develop a history and develop an activity to, to glorify God, you see this kind of action take place. Change takes place. But don't walk out of here without understanding that all that culminates together with the gospel to change your life. You can be a part of the forever family. If you've never named the name of Jesus, you can walk down the aisle at our invitation and, and become a Christian. Baptize you into Christ. Start all over brand new. Change. Acts in action. Or maybe you've let the old evil one throw you off course. Uh, you see something like this, you say, man, there's, there's some folks. I see that family. There's some folks on course. They're on, you know, they got the right direction going on. And you want to get back in the right direction. That's what our invitation is all about. So as is our tradition, we're a forever family. We're in it together. Uh, and there's nothing you can walk down and sit on our front row and tell us that will shock us. Because some of us have said the same things, right, over and over. We're just here to help each other. To try to be Jesus to a world that needs hope desperately. If you don't think people need hope, uh, I don't suggest you watch the news, but just get a glimpse of it. And you'll see the devastation in people's lives. And then understand there's a great need for hope. You might be that one that needs hope today. If you are, you're welcome to find it in the one called 
Jesus. So if you have a need to respond today, please feel free to. We're going to stand and sing a verse of a song.